The following is from East Delta Baptist Church. For more information, visit us online at www.eastdeltabc.com. Let me get you rolling this morning. But it's the time of year we're in, I think. It's, uh, it's the in-betweener here uh, that kind of gets us in that mood, and that's uh, part of really kind of part of my sermon this morning. Not really, but a, a part of it is is just uh, we're kind of in limbo, it seems like, and uh, we're uh, businesses uh, shut down during these times of year. I know in the business that I work in, uh, starting in January the 2nd, we'll start getting phone calls saying, hey, we want to do this, and where is this, and we've been waiting on this, and, and kind of get everything rolling again. And uh, with that, we, uh, we just kick off a new year. And then the next thing you know, we'll be uh, talking in about uh, the first couple weeks of December. Can you believe it's already Christmas again? And then it just seems like... Uh, it comes around now for the children it seems like it never gets here and for the adults it seems like it's here in the snap of a finger a uh, finger uh, a finger so uh the uh an indian chief was disturbed about how lazy the the braves had been during the hunting season so uh, he called all the tribes together and he said i have an announcement I've got good news and I've got bad news. The bad news is that you've been so lazy throughout the year and you've done so little hunting that all we have to eat all winter long is clay from the riverbank. The, the good news is there's a, plenty of clay that's going to last us till next year. And, and uh, sometimes we, uh, we have life that way, don't we? Uh, good news and bad news, they seem to come together. Uh, you know, I have some good news for you today, and that's Christmas is over. For some of you, that'll be good news. Uh, you can relax. You can take it easy. If you're like uh, most of us, uh, boy, you just go and go and go, don't you, during those few days? And uh, it seems like from, from uh, morning till night, you're cooking or traveling or wrapping or doing something. All the food is baked now. You can take it easy. The tree is decorated maybe still the presents are all unwrapped and the holiday is finished the bad news is there's cleanup uh there's cleanup to follow the that job remains the christmas decorations need to be put away the tree has to be undecorated and either uh put back in the box or hauled outside and done away with uh there's piles of uh, food left over these days during the in the refrigerator uh the uh the the added pounds you got to do something with those you know coming up and and uh, some of you and uh, some of us will say okay I've got one more week to eat however I want to eat but come January the first uh, I'm gonna start losing it and we uh, so we'll take advantage of this this uh, this last week uh, just the bad news continues when you think about the gifts that have to be returned. Uh, they didn't fit right. They weren't the right color. They just different things. The more bad news comes when you thought you was trying to be careful and you end up breaking something, uh, taking it down, and they have to be replaced. Uh, they have to be replaced with something new, or they have to. Maybe you had received some things, and it's time to, to replace some of your old things. And then some more uh, work or more news is there has to be rearranging takes place. I don't know if any of you have to rearrange your house, rearrange your living room, or your den, wherever you place your Christmas decorations. You may box up some things, but you have to rearrange things. So. 
this morning, I want to I want to talk about three R's that follow Christmas. We're we're uh, we're post Christmas now, and and we're going to be over in Luke chapter two. And uh, the the three R's that I've chosen is not reading. Uh, what is it? Reading arithmetic and reading, writing, arithmetic, and I do know those don't all start with R, but uh, uh, why that used to be the thing, but these are three R's that, that follow Christmas, and I think uh, as we think uh, the, the ending of Christmas, and we think about this uh, moving on, that's kind of the, 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 the gloom maybe that we get in uh, following Christmas. I think they're all a part of Christmas, uh, the, uh, the, the, the celebration somehow, the returning, the replacing, the rearranging uh, seems to be anticlimactic uh, compared to Christmas, you know, kind of a letdown. And somehow these uh, one thing, uh, we had the Christmas spirit going and then you think about all the things that go and it doesn't seem right. It doesn't really go with the glitter and the excitement and all the different things, the wonder and the awe and the majesty and the beauty of Christmas. But I think they go hand in hand in this spirit uh, of Christmas. Uh, the task that we have, and uh, they're just part and parcel of, of Christmas. <clears throat> now, I don't know if you're one of those. There'll be some folks around that, uh, you know, come uh, October, August, September, their Christmas lights will still be on the house. And at that point, what do you do? Ah, pfft, it'll be Christmas in another month. We'll just leave them, you know. So maybe you are, maybe you're not, but, uh, uh, but that's part of it. And, and uh, the, the event of Christmas itself is, I think there's three R's that follow. And, and kind of what do we do after Christmas? In Luke chapter 2 here, uh, there's a, uh, a following uh, uh, Christmas uh, and what takes place, now we're going to be all the way down in verse 22 because we was in Luke chapter 1 and Luke chapter 2 and Matthew and the birth of Christ. And then all the way over in verse 22, we start looking at some ideals about what happens after Christmas. So I, I was thinking about these, this this week and we're going to talk about Simeon and we're going to talk about Anna and uh, these things that follow Christmas and uh, as I was sitting there thinking about what I wanted to preach on today, I, I thought about these three R's. And the first thing is this, uh, I want us to think about some things that we need to return after Christmas. So with that, there's been some good gifts given. I want to ask you, a few of you, what's the best gift you got this year? Now, I know Christ is our best gift. I know our family's the best gift, but... I'm talking about something someone gave you. What's the best? I, if you have children, I know that's tough, so just don't answer it. If you have two or three and they gave you two or three. Boy, y'all are really quiet today. A what? A weather, radio. A weather radio, okay. Somebody raised their hand, yeah. Metal I'd like to have a metal detector. Yeah, that'd be good. New a new bicycle. I need a new bicycle. Your wife, okay. All right. Hey, you're going to try to make points. There's always one in the crowd, you know. Someone else. Good deal. I got a crossbow this year, too. That's good. Hey, let me tell you all a funny story about this. If you got time. We got time, don't we? We were in uh, Arthur City, if you all know where they say it, working. 
this was several years ago, and we were at a, at a house that was really ran down. It was in really bad shape. We were working, and uh, doors were open. There was no screens on the windows. And this, this little old barefoot kid, about four years old, come running around the house, and he was carrying a crossbow. And, uh, and it didn't have a string. It had a piece of bailing wire. And we had this old guy on our crew that just kind of wandered around and kicked rocks all the time, you know, and he said, hey, cock this thing for me. Well, this guy just stepped in it and pulled it back and handed it to him. <laughs> well, he said, thank you, and he took off running. Well, we wasn't paying much attention, and in a minute we heard, Foosh! and we turned around, and that little sucker had shot through their burn barrel. He held a little bolt. It went through and through that thing, and he come over and went caucus again for me. I said, Dean, do not cock that thing again. <laughs> He's going to kill somebody or shoot through a trailer. <laughs> so don't shoot through the burn barrel outside. You may not get it cocked again. Piece of bailing wire, a barefoot kid, and nothing but a pair of shorts running around with a loaded crossbow at about four years old. But, uh, yeah. I, I, listen, I would ask you about your worst gift, but I don't want to, you to get into that because you might get into it when you get home. But I kind of like this next one, Jeremy. Isn't that a good gift? This is Monsters, Inc., is this right? I said, and, and uh, this is Miss Haley. And she got Monster Ink pajamas for her Christmas. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> I said, those are not that bad. She said, this is old. This is old cartoon or whatever it is. I said, it's still, it's not that bad. She said, I'm 18 years old. <laughs> I got Monster's Ink pajamas. If y'all think she should not return those, just say Amen. That is by far the majority. So you, you get to keep those. Uh, she actually wore them to my house, and I, hope, I was hoping she'd wear them this morning. <laughs> so, uh, but last night, I'm sure she supported her new PJs. Now, I got a gift. I have mine with me, but I'm not going to wear it, but we can look at it too. What do y'all think? Is that a pretty cool gift? Do y'all even know what it is? I hope you recognize something different. It's a do-rag. No, man, see, you don't even know. So, uh, so this is it. You know what I was told it was, you know what I was told it was for? It'd make your hair wavy <laughs> if you wear it. <laughs> Y'all want me to wear this while I preach, or would that be a distraction? <laughs> Maybe a distraction. So, I, I, if anybody makes it look good, I think I make it look good. Yeah, I mean, that's all I need, my Harley and my... So, uh, now I got this. I won't mention no names, but my youngest son girlfriend got this for me. Uh, so... Uh, She's going <laughs> no, but I will next year. <laughs> but she's going to graduate college one day, <laughs> and I'll still have that thing when she walks across the stage. <clears throat> so it comes around and goes around. 
so sometimes we have some things that need returning. You know, we decorated our our star up here, and she's not here today. But these these two uh, these two ornaments belong to J.C., my daughter. And uh, I'm going to move over here. I'm going to move around a little bit this morning. I'm going to put these where she normally sits, and uh, I'll return them to her. But I want us just to think this morning about some things that, w- that need returning. Maybe you have some uh, Monsters, Inc. pajamas that need returning or a do-rag that will be drug out in a f- year or two for a special occasion. Whatever it may be, uh, what are some things you need to return? And if we get over here in Luke chapter 2, and uh, we're going to start in verse 22, and I want you to hear about this story. It came time for Joseph and Mary to perform this ceremonial purification as as the law of Moses commanded. So they took the child to Jerusalem, this is Christ, to present him to the Lord as it was written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male is to be dedicated to the Lord. And they also went to sacrifice a pair of doves or two young pigeons as required by the law of the Lord. Now verse 41, if you drop all the way down, every year... His parents, the parents of Jesus, returned to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. Now, maybe, uh, maybe you've heard about Desert Storm, and, and we're, we're talking about returning some things. And the ideal here is I was thinking about Jesus, I was thinking about Mary, and I was thinking about how they returned to Jerusalem. Uh, they returned to Jerusalem every year following that. There was just some things following the birth of Christ that, that they were required to do, some things of returning. And, and I, I read this story about Desert Storm. You may have heard it. While uh, one of the soldiers were overseas, he received a, a Dear John letter from his girlfriend back in the States. And to add insult to injury, she wrote this, Will you please return my favorite photograph of myself? I need it for an engagement picture to put in the local newspaper so that guy was devastated you know he uh uh, all the soldiers came to his rescue all the soldiers went throughout the entire camp they all collected pictures of their girlfriends they filled up an entire shoebox sent it to that girl with a note from the guy saying please find your picture in the rest of these and return because for the life of me i can't remember which one is you you know so uh uh that's there were some things that needed to be returned. And, and, and thinking about this, at Christmas times, we need to return some things that we have. Maybe, maybe we need to return something that's been stolen from us or, or we need to, needed to have those things returned to us. Maybe we've stolen some time from our families or maybe we've stolen some time from our church or maybe we've, we've stolen some time from Sunday school or, or I could go on f- friendships and love and different things that sometimes we, we take away and, and we need to return return those things. Maybe it's something that that someone's friendship has been uh, brought to you and brought to you. You haven't returned that to them. Maybe it's just uh, someone being there for a friend. I just want us to think about, is there anything that I have that I I should return to someone else? Now, we can laugh and we can look at gifts, but, but you know, there's sometimes in our life and spiritually, we need to return to some things as we see that Mary and Joseph, they, they had a commitment after Christmas, after the birth of their son, that they would return to Jerusalem. And year after year after year, they were reminded of a commitment they made, and they were going to return to that area. Revelation 2, uh, 2 through 5, I, I was reading this scripture, and, and uh, it's about one of the churches there, the, the seven
seven churches in Revelation, and, and I actually I've done some, some weddings with this scripture because I think it's so appropriate when we see what's happening, and the Lord's talking to the church, and he said, I know what you've done. I know how hard you have worked and how patient you've been. I know that you can't tolerate the deeds of evil people and that you have tested those who say they're apostles and not, and you have found out them to be liars. You have been patient. You have suffered for my sake, and you've not given up. But I hold this against you. He's talking to the church. He says, you, uh, you have done some great things as a church. But he says this, however, I do have something against you. I do have a concern with you that you do not love me now as much as you did at first. And look how far you have fallen. And then he tells the church, you need to return to that area. You need to return. He says, return or repent or turn from your sins and do the things that you did at first. And in this church, what he was talking about is, is you've forsaken your first love. And he says, church, you've done some great things, but I need you to return to that first love you have. And, and I'm not saying that is this church here. I'm saying the, the body of Christ, the church of Christ, sometimes there's some things we lose spiritually. At this church in Revelation, they had really lost their love for Christ. Christ. They had gone through the motions. They were going to church. They were, had all these ministries, but they had really lost their love. Maybe you've lost some things spiritually, maybe in praise and worship, or maybe reading God's Word, or maybe in fellowship, or maybe outreach, and maybe you've just lost some joy. And, and you say, well, you know what? This time between the Christmas and between the New Year, I need to return some things. And I, I may need to return some things physically, and I may need to, to take some things, and I may need to return an attitude or return something that someone's given me. The Bible says here in Revelation, you need to turn, you need to return, or you need to repent of some things. Now here's the second R I think that follows Christmas and and that's replace some things. Look at verse 25 through 35. At that time there was a man named Simeon living in Jerusalem. He was a good God-fearing man and he was waiting for Israel to be saved. In other words, he was waiting on Christ to be born. And the Holy Spirit was with him and he assured him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's promised Messiah. So this man, Simeon, the Holy Spirit of God said, okay, you're going to live till Christ is born. So he, was, he had that promise that, that he would see the Lord. And, and it says here, led by the Spirit, Simeon went to the temple. And when the parents brought the child into the temple to do that for what the law required, Simeon took the child in his arms and he gave thanks to God. And he says, now, Lord, you have kept your promise and you may let your servant... Go in peace. And what he's talking about is I'm ready, to, I'm ready to come to heaven. I'm ready to die. I'm ready to replace this old body that I have and, and with my new glorified body. With my own eyes I've seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all people, a light to reveal your will to the Gentiles and bring glory to your people of Israel. Simeon, he was ready to have a, a life replaced. He said, I'm ready to have my old life replaced and I'm ready to receive this new life that you've given me in Christ. Does any of y'all have some favorite slippers? I, I have some favorite slippers that are really warm. Y'all like these? Everybody does. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. The problem is this. Y'all have any of these? The heel's coming off. Now, we have tile floors, uh, so when I walk, it drives my family crazy because they, they click every time I took a step. So 
Look what I got for Christmas. I got some new slippers. Y'all like those? Okay. I got a lot more likes out of these than I did these. You know what? These are warm and they're comfortable, but they're kind of not only worn, they're kind of they're worn also. And like I say, when you, when you walk and, you're, and it, uh, every time you lift your foot, the back slaps down in the back. Now, Denise said, we're going to throw those away. Does any of y'all's women get in your husband's business on that kind of stuff? Isn't that wrong? You've got to hang on to that stuff, ladies. I'm not going to throw these away. I'm going to put them in my camper, and they're going to go with me wherever I go. But uh, there are some things sometimes that uh, as we begin to move forward, we may need to put some things aside and replace it with some things. Here's the problem with that. When things become comfortable... And when we really, even though those kind of look bad and they sound bad when you walk and they don't really stay on my feet that great, I've kind of grown accustomed to them. I've kind of got used to them. And, and when we grow accustomed to things, sometimes it's really hard for us to replace with new things. And as we think about this time between Christmas and this new year, do you have anything in your life that it, it needs to be replaced in other words, maybe God has something better for you. Oh, you're making it along all right, and you're pretty comfortable in what you have, but, but God says, you know what, I have some things that, that are even better. And, and to do that, you need to replace some things in your life. And, and I, I've listed some things, and I don't know what they could be. I listed attitudes and behaviors and thoughts and actions. I, the Holy Spirit knows, and the Holy Spirit will lead us to those areas that says, you know what, there's some things that need to be replaced. I was thinking about what the Scripture said. It says this, The child's father and mother were amazed at the things Simeon said about Christ. So they're there, they're in the temple, they, they, begin to, they begin to hear what Simeon is talking about. He's taking Jesus in his arms. He's, he's really praying, and Simeon blessed them. And this is what Simeon said to his mother. This child is chosen by God for the destruction and the salvation of Israel. He'll be a sign from God which many people will speak against and so reveal their secret thoughts and sorrow like a sharp sword will break your own heart. And, and listen to what Scripture said. And the parents were amazed at what he spoke. As I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about replacing some things, this is just my opinion, okay? This is not our scripture. But, but I thought about this. Do you think as, G, as uh, Joseph and Mary, as they were amazed, that, that they begin to replace their thoughts about their child? Maybe they begin to understand, you know what? There's a bigger purpose for my child. There's a, there's a bigger purpose that God has for this child. And, and if you go on and read this scripture, you realize that, that there's one point when Jesus stays at the temple and the family goes and they get a few miles away and realize, hey, Jesus isn't with us. And they go back and say, what, where have you been? And he said, I've, I've been about my father's business. See, I believe Mary and Joseph begin to replace some things, realizing that God has something even more. I was reminded about David, King David. He's going into battle. He prays to God and says, should I go and attack uh, Ziglag? And, and God says, yes, go and attack him. So David takes all his men. He goes down and he attacks, and, and they, they, they win the battle. They rout the people. And, and while they're there, they begin to head back. And as they're heading back, they, they realize, wait a minute. 
Our village is on fire. And while they were gone, while they were gone, a, another group they came in and they attacked David's village and and they attacked David's village and they took everything. I mean, they took all the women, all the children, all the animals. They they took everything with them. And you read this story, it's over in 1 Samuel chapter 30, and, and David's men, they, it says they just wept and wept till they couldn't cry anymore. And, and as they, they were ready to stone David, and, and David's crying and weeping, and his wives taken, and his children have been taken, and, and he's praying to God, and God says, don't worry, I'm going to replace everything that was taken and he said, this is what you're going to do. You're going to go. And, and God laid out this battle plan for him. And, and David followed through. It's a great story. If you go read the whole thing, some of the men couldn't make it. And they had to go halfway and stay and rest. And some of the other soldiers said, well, if you're not going, you're not going to get, the, you're not going to get any of the things we get. And David said, yeah, it's going to be divided equally. But, but here's the story. As David went and, and they, they overtook the Amalekites and, and they routed them. Listen to what Scripture says. David rescued everyone and everything the Amalekites had taken, including his two wives. There was nothing missing, nothing at all. And David got back all his men's sons and all of the daughters and all the loot that the Amalekites had taken and he also recovered all the flocks and all the herds. And when we go and we begin to study that story, we realize that not only did David recover all that was taken, he recovered and he was able to take all that they had. So you see, God replaced and, and God said, I have something even greater for you, David. In the midst of these struggles and pain, and, and when David turned to God and began to pray, God said, hey, David, I have something even greater for you. And I'm going to return those things to you. When, when David and his men returned to what God hadn't planned for them, God blessed them beyond what they expected. So there were some things there that, that when we go and when we uh, replace some things with what God has for us, there's often things better than we can imagine. And here's the last thing this morning I want us to think about. I want us to think about rearranging some things. Rearranging some things. And this morning we've been working the the last few weeks on, on our, our picture here, and uh, I want to just quickly take these things. I, I could use a volunteer if we, uh, if we had anybody. We may need to leave that. No, we're good. Do I have anybody that would volunteer? You don't have to do anything. You don't have to wear my do-rag. But no volunteer. Thank you, brother. Come up here and grab that white box there for me, Zach. See that box there? Just come and let's rearrange this stuff. If you'll just kind of hold that, or I'll hold it and you see if you can help me get these things off of here. We'll just put them in this box here. Yeah, we'll get them all. Yeah, if you can get it. Yeah, come right off there, Disney. Have you, do you ever do this? Take stuff off your tree at home or? Yeah. That's a neat little soldier right there, ain't it? Yeah. Okay. Get at that red box right there. You think we can get this thing back in there? I have my doubts. I don't know about you. Are y'all thinking about rearranging some things? Let's see if we can get that in there.
believe we did it. Thank you, man. Y'all give that guy a hand. Hey, well, one more thing before you go. Can you set that up here? Let's set this over here. Yeah, okay, if you can. That thing's kind of heavy. Thank you, brother. All right. Have y'all done that yet? Has everybody rearranged back to things back to normal? Happened last night. It's not any fun, is it? Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, rearranging things sometimes. I was thinking about this, and uh, you say, well, all right, find this in Scripture. Look at verse 36 through 39. There was a very old prophet, a widow named Anna, daughter of Phanel, of the tribe of Asher. She was married for only seven years, so she probably got married when she was 15 or 16, so she was married seven years. She was now 84 years old. From that time that her, her husband died, that seven years, she's been in the temple. She's lived in the temple. She never left the temple day and night. She worshiped God, fasting and praying. At the very same hour, she arrived and gave thanks to God and spoke about the child and all who were waiting for God to deliver, to set Jerusalem free. And when Joseph and Mary had finished doing what was required by the law of the Lord, they returned to their hometowns of Nazareth and Galilee. And the child grew up and became strong, and he was filled with wisdom, and God's blessing was upon him. Now, I want us to think about something that we see in, in Anna as we study Anna. The Bible says this, she was praying and fasting. And the very same hour arrived to give thanks and spoke about the child and all who were waiting for God to set Jerusalem free. Now, I want you to think about Anna's priorities. What has Anna been doing? She's, she's been living in the temple for, for 80 years, let's say, or for 75 years she's been living in the temple. She's been waiting on the Christ child. The Bible says she's been praying and she's been fasting. So that was her priority. Her priority was the Christ child will come, the Christ child will come, the Christ child will come. Now when Christ came, she rearranged her priorities. Where do I see that at? What is she doing day and night? She's fasting and praying. But when the Christ child came, she went from fasting and praying to speaking. She spoke about the child to all who were waiting for God to set Jerusalem free. And you know, I thought about rearranging some things in our life. That's kind of part of, uh, that's part of Christmas, isn't it? That's part of the decorating and the undecorating and the rearranging things. And that, that kind of comes with the season. But spiritually, are there some things we need to rearrange? We have a new year that'll be starting up just uh, next time we gather in this place. It'll be a new year. And, and are there some things between now and then that we need to rearrange? Rearranging things are just part of our life. It's just part of something we do. And, and I, as I read that and that jumped out at me as, as she was fasting and praying and she went from fasting and praying to speaking. She went from praying about something to, okay, God answered my prayer. There's action needs to follow. I need to rearrange those things. She didn't say, well, I've been praying for 75 years. I'm in the habit of fasting and praying. I'm just going to continue with the same thing. She said, no, there's some, there's some things that need to be rearranged. And maybe our priorities as we look at to a new year, they need to be rearranged. Did you ever, when you were when you were a kid, were you told to eat all your vegetables? You ever been told that? 
Did you ever just rearrange them on a plate? That works, don't it? Don't, don't, don't tell on yourself, man. Put your hand down. They already know. You know, we scoot a little over here and we scoot a little over here and we lay a little meatloaf on top of another one and we say, all right, is, is that enough, Mama? Is that enough? You know, we, we just kind of scoot some things around. And, and I think as adults, we do that too. I think, I think sometimes we have, we have our priorities and we're going a certain way and, and deep down we really know that we're not where we need to be. And we just we, we want to say, I, I want to rearrange these things, but instead of really changing, we just, we just kind of scoot some things around. We adjust our time a little, and we, we try to do this a little better. And I want us to think about this time after Christmas, about rearranging some things. Is there anything in our lives that we, we need to rearrange? And if you've been praying about something, and, and God has answered your prayer, He's answered it. Stop praying about it and put some feet behind it. He, he's, he's trying to answer us. And, and folks, just incidentally, let me just say this. If you're praying about something that's, that's uh, contrary to God's Word, in other words, it, it's something that, that God has already answered in Scripture, He's not going to answer that prayer. If you're praying about something that the Bible's already addressed, all we need to do is go to Scripture, and it's, it's been addressed. Let me give you an example. I had a, I lady, I had a lady come to me, and, and she said, I, I, This is true. I want to leave my husband. I found another man, and I'm just praying about making the right decision. Would you pray with me? <laughs> and I said, you know, I, I believe God has already answered that. You, you have committed to a person, and she said, well, he's not what I thought. <laughs> well, none of us are, you know. But, but to, to actually come, and she said, my husband, he's not a religious man. The, the other guy, is a, he is a religious man. Go figure, uh, you know. Uh, and, and what should I do? Folks, if, if you're praying about something God's already addressed, just go to God's Word and, 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 and move on from that. But, but God says this, there's things that need rearranging, and sometimes we pray about those things, and, and the rearranging may leave some scars. Do y'all ever, have y'all ever scarred up something on the wall? Maybe you dropped an ornament and it's broke or cracked, or maybe you've done this, and, and there's, some, there's some scars, there's some dents, there's some evidence that, boy, we rearrange every year, and as we rearrange every year, some things happen and some things get broke and some things get messed up. I heard a lady say one time, and this has stuck with me for years, scars are a sign of healing. Isn't that true? Just give that some thought. Scars are a sign of healing. When we're injured and when we have an open wound and, and as that open wound uh, finally heals, we may be left with some scars and, and we can look at those scars and realize that's a sign that I've healed. And sometimes when we rearrange, there, there, may be some, there may be some scars left, but you know what? That's just a sign of healing. So I want to ask you this morning, are there any areas of your life, some things you need to return to? Just, just some things that return. They were a bad ideal. They were a bad buy. They, I thought this was just perfect, but you know what? Turns out it's not where I wanted to be at all. Turns out it's not what I thought it was going to do. It's not, it's not where I thought I wanted to be. And, and I need to return some things. Or, or maybe there's maybe there's something that we need to replace. You know, they're just worn out. I uh, I've got comfortable. I'm I'm at ease in Zion, and and God is saying, you know what? I want to replace with something even better for you. Maybe you've lost your zeal. Maybe you're going just going through the motions, and and you say, I I've, I kind of lost my first love. I need to return 
to what God has for me. And, or, or maybe there's some things that we rearrange. And maybe your priorities need a little tweaking, a little, a little rearranging. You know, sometimes this happened. This, I've been gone a few days, and Denise has been at home. And uh, do, do you ever rearrange your furniture at home? You know, if you, you, you think, well, that, that couch has been sitting here, and the love seat's been sitting here, and the recliner's sitting here, and, and you just rearrange everything. You, just, you move this, maybe the bed's been against this wall, and, and you sleep on the right side, and then you move it to this wall. Well, do you still sleep on the right side, or are you supposed to sleep on the other side? You've you got to stick with the right side, don't you? You can't, you can't swap sides, but, but it's it rearranged everything. The problem with that, you get up and stump your toe in the middle of the night because your wife rearranged furniture. I came home and I went in my office and, and sure enough, it's rearranged. It's cleaned up, you know. I, it, was, it wasn't clean, was it, Haley? But uh, don't be talking bad, I'll tell her. Uh, but it's all cleaned up and uh, it's been rearranged. And, you know, there's something about rearranging things, isn't it? It's still the same old furniture. It's still the same room. We didn't change the carpet or the flooring or we didn't repaint, but just rearranging, it's kind of a kind of a freshness, kind of a newness. You, you come in and you go, well, I really like this. It looks really good. And, and sometimes we need to do that. We need a freshness. We need a newness. We, we need to change. And there's some things that just need to be rearranged. And I want to ask you to think about that in this new year. And I want to ask you to pray with me and ask the Holy Spirit this morning to just reveal to you things in your life. I can't do that. And, and we just pray that the Word of God speaks and He speaks to us and He speaks through us. And, and I want to ask you, would you be bold enough to say, all right, Lord, this morning I, I want to come to you and I want to just ask you, are there some things in my life I need to return to? Some things I need to return. Maybe, maybe somebody's showing me kindness, whatever it may be. But God, I want to ask you this morning to, to reveal those things that I need to return, whatever they may be. Or maybe there's some things that need to replace. You know, just ask God, God, is there some things that I've, I've allowed to, to fill me up? Uh, I'm comfortable with them, but, you know, really... I realize it needs to be a change made, and I need to replace some things, some things of the world with some godly things, some, some things that uh, I've just struggled with, and I, I really need to replace them. Or maybe, maybe you'd just say this morning to the Holy Spirit, God, I, I, I just need to rearrange some things in my life. I, my priorities have gotten mixed up, and uh, just reveal to me, Father, are there any things I need to, to rearrange? My schedules, my, my time with my family, my, my time in my church, my time in Scripture, my time in prayer. There's some things that I need to rearrange. and It may be uncomfortable sometimes, and we may stump our toe a time or two. We may have a few scars that were hidden where we've dropped something or cracked some or broken, but, but that's all just a sign of healing. So this morning as we pray, would you just say, Father, reveal to me those areas of my life where there needs to be returns, where there needs to be replacements, where there needs to be rearranging. And Father, I pray in my life today that beyond just the, the gifts that we see, uh, not pajamas and do-rags and not slippers and Christmas tree lights, but Father, spiritually within our lives, uh, Father, I pray that you'd reveal to us areas that we just need to be sold out to you. 
whether it needs to be some things returned or replaced or rearranged, Lord, I, only the Holy Spirit can reveal those things to us, Lord. And I pray today that as we look forward to a new year, a freshness, a, a new beginning, that, Father, we'd begin right now preparing our hearts for something even better. Lord, I pray that we'd learn from David, you know, when there's things that we have and we think we have it all, you have even more, you have something even greater. If we'll follow your plan, be obedient to you. Lord, I pray this morning that your Holy Spirit would move freely within our hearts, that as you're lifted up in this place, that you draw us unto yourself. And Father, I pray this in the name of Jesus.